You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live. Ken, really do appreciate you taking some time, I guess. Times at least. Ken, really do appreciate you taking some time. Ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Now is the right time to bring back Padres Social Hour as we await the start of the regular season. Friar Faithful, get ready to sit back, relax, and join the conversation. Now, coming to you from everyone's homes around San Diego and beyond, it's Padres Social Hour with your host, Jesse Agler. Hey, everybody, what's up? This is a little different to say the least, but thank you for coming and hanging out with us. My name is Jesse Agler. I'm one of the Padre broadcasters, and this is a show we used to do like every night for a couple of years called Padre's Social Hour. And quite frankly, we had no plan whatsoever to bring it back at this point in time or to return it to the airwaves in whatever shape or form there is. But obviously, these are unusual times. And so we thought with everybody truly cooped up at home, we would try and do something for you guys, the fans, just to help pass the time. I'm sure if you're like me, you're going a little stir crazy at home, cabin fever, all that kind of stuff. And so we just want to bring this thing back in whatever way we can to help you guys pass the time. And perhaps more importantly than that, yeah, talk a little baseball, but also give everybody a place to come and just kind of hang out and chat and uh, blow off the steam that is 
really the insanity of real life right now. So often, right, sports is supposed to be something of an escape from reality. That's not happening at the moment. So we want to provide you just a little bit if we possibly can. Now, because of that, we literally threw this thing together in like five days. So I, I hope everybody kind of bears with us on the technical side, audio, video issues, whatever they uh, might be, they're gonna happen. We, we put this together very, very quickly because we just wanted to get something uh, out there for everybody to try and enjoy as much as they possibly could, as quickly as they possibly could. So to kind of give everybody an idea of what this is, we're gonna sit here and talk. Uh, you guys are gonna comment, we're gonna put your comments on the screen. I'm gonna be joined by kind of a different co-host each and every day, we'll have special guests, in fact, Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic and Fox Sports will join us coming up in a little bit. I, I chatted with him earlier today. So my co-host for the evening, time to bring him in before anything else, is named very familiar to Padre fans. He covers the team for MLB.com. He is the one and only Adam James Casavell, AJ Casavell. No, no, I, I never get it. I, I don't really know what it is. Where, where are you, AJ? I am in my condo in Ocean Beach, and I've been in here for about five days since I got back from Peoria. So like you, like you said, going a little stir crazy, but... Just kind of hope everyone's safe and washing their hands and healthy. I think that's uh, pretty much how we all feel. Look, I, I think, you know, another thing I should probably just throw out from like an introductory standpoint is we know how kind of, you know, tough of a time this is and how serious of a time this is. So we don't want to come off like everything is hunky dory. We know that it's not. We know it's scary, you know, for a lot of people in particular. Uh, but again, we're trying to supply you with, 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 with. Yeah, I'll pick up on what Jesse was saying. I mean, there's this thing came together, I guess, pretty quickly. But it's a uh, it's a scary time. It's a difficult time for a lot of people. It's a difficult time for their for for a number of different reasons that are not related to baseball in any way, shape, or form. And baseball is of kind of minimal importance right now. And so uh, that being said, baseball has always been a place for people to come together, a place for people to kind of discuss things and to, to debate and to talk and to argue. It's, 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 it's a, it's a space that I think we all kind of need in a time where it's really not that important, but in some ways normalcy is kind of what we're all craving. I believe Jesse yeah. is back on board. Hi, Jesse. Perfectly said. Remember that thing I said about technical difficulties? I wasn't uh, I wasn't kidding around at all. All right, Casserole, thank you for being here. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll have some fun. Uh, so here, here's again kind of the rundown. We actually have like baseball news today, kind of surprisingly, stuff to talk about that, that came out. So you and I are going to do that. Everybody is commenting, I see already, on Facebook, on Twitter, Periscope, and on YouTube. Uh, we'll do a segment in the show later uh, in which we kind of answer as many of your questions as we can. We'll kind of try and feed those up, again, dealing with the technical stuff as well as we can, and also knowing that there aren't answers to a lot of the questions I'm sure that fans have. Um, so let's kind of kick off here. Uh, the, the neat thing, I guess, about this is we can pretend and use our imagination, AJ, that everything is fine and normal, which of course it's not. But let's pretend for a moment that, you know, opening day really is a week from today, like it was supposed to be, and that that last spring training a week ago was just another one of them. What did you see in Peoria this spring? What are some of the things that stood out to you? And, and let's, again, just kind of hop in the time machine and, and pretend like everything's okay. Yeah, I'd like to think that the month we spent in Peoria, there was there were things we learned from it and things that kind of are, are, are useful going forward. Um, I think the biggest takeaway from my perspective was watching the Nelson Lamette pitch and kind of I, I think he was the maybe the standout of spring training from my perspective. Uh, I think it was nine innings, three, maybe I think nine innings, three hits, 11 strikeouts. Obviously, he has to build up. Obviously, he has to 
go those six, seven innings. I think there were starts last season where he kind of maybe came unglued within an inning, but he could have been legitimately that kind of front of the rotation guy. And one of the strides, the numbers in spring are what they are. I, I mean, that's not what's important, but he, he seemed to kind of turn that slider he had, which was like one high velocity slider and one maybe like loopier slider into like a, a curveball slider combo. And he was using both those pitches kind of at will to get swings and misses. And now if he's healthy and if Garrett Richards is healthy and if Chris Paddock is able to build on what he did during his rookie season, all of a sudden the Padres who didn't do a whole lot to address the rotation, they, they spent the offseason bolstering the bullpen and bolstering the, the offense and the outfield in particular. All of a sudden that's uh that that's a pretty decent front of the rotation. It really is. And I think it's the reason we were all kind of like getting more and more excited as time went on. Those guys looked so good out there. So the starting rotation, I guess, was kind of the big point of conversation previously. It continued to be throughout spring training. And here we are uh, again, not really a week from opening day, but like we were supposed to be a week from opening day talking about it. Um, other stuff from spring training, obviously a lot of new faces and, and, you know, guys, you got to know going in the clubhouse, at least before the flu started going around the clubhouse and, uh, and before these games were called off. Yeah. I, the, the most interesting people to me to kind of get to interact with for the first time were the prospects, Mackenzie Gore, Luis Patino. Uh, they had maybe some up and down numbers in terms of they only got to pitch in two different games. And both of them, I think had one solid outing and one that wasn't up to kind of what you would have been expecting. But at the same time, it was really cool to see them against major league competition. That's what we've been waiting for for a long time. Right. And so if you kind of are piecing together the long-term Padres rotation, it's, we talked about Lamette Paddock and Richards is there for, for this year, whenever this year kicks off, but the long-term plan, it kind of starts to make some sense. You get these guys who complement that group. And then you, you got Joey Lucchese, Cal Quantrill, who, I think if, if spring had continued, if this were any normal year, it would have been a pretty kind of fun fun rotation battle down the stretch, maybe for that number five spot. Maybe something else changes on that front. Uh, there, were, there were some interesting kind of rotation storylines. There's definitely, there's definitely still questions with this rotation. There's this, this is not a perfect rotation, but what it is is a rotation that I think is, is set up to have questions in the short term that might have answers to them in the long term with guys like Gore and Patino and maybe Adrian Morejo and Michelle Baez coming up. Yeah, so that's the the pitching situation right there. All right, I mentioned Ken Rosenthal's coming up in a few minutes. Mark Grant is also going to call in or attempt to. I'm sure Mud is attempting to watch right now. We'll see if he's able to uh, connect. Looking forward to seeing his big face and hearing his uh, beautiful voice. And uh, as was the case with the original Social Hour show, you never quite know who's going to stop by. So some other uh, special guests could be coming our way. Um, nuts and bolts stuff also we should mention. We're going to be doing this. Uh, the plan is at least, because I'm seeing the question in there, uh, Monday through Thursday at 530. Um, that's kind of the idea. That was the time when Social Hour used to be on. Our friends at Fox Sports San Diego are re-airing a lot of great uh, Padre games, including tonight, the uh, Chris Paddock-Pete Alonzo game. I really shouldn't call it that. That feels a little bit unfair, I guess. AJ, I, I suppose going back to last May, that's like that's how we all remember that game, right? Yeah, I mean, Chris Paddock was pretty dominant against everyone not just Pete Alonzo that night but that was that was one of those man those those couple days I think were probably the two days that were maybe the most exciting in the Padres season last year because I just went back when I saw that game was going to be re-aired I went back and looked up my top five games and numbers one and two were the Hunter Renfro walk-off grand slam and then the Chris Paddock the, the Chris Paddock 11 strikeouts I think it was seven and two thirds I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's going to be watching it tonight but I just did <laughs> sorry about that uh but those were the two games that were maybe the two 
best games and they were back to back. And, and I, I just remember that time we all kind of, I think, learned who Chris Paddock was. I mean, this wasn't, I mean, his, his feuding with, with Pete Alonzo, it wasn't malicious in any way. I don't think it was just, he's a competitive dude. He's a dude that wants to, that wants to beat you. He, he's not gonna, he's not gonna, I mean, now there are a ton of great pitchers throughout history who kind of, who have been soft-spoken and let their performance talk for itself. But Chris Paddock's not that dude. And Chris Paddock, I mean, that was maybe, I think in Padre land, we all knew who Chris Paddock was and we all knew what he was bringing to the table. But that was the night that maybe the rest of Major League Baseball took notice. So uh, I will I will have that game on in the background tonight for sure. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get you not all the way to 7 o'clock tonight, but we'll get you maybe a little bit closer to 7 o'clock. I believe that's when uh, Fox Sports San Diego is airing that. You check out their social channels, of course. Uh, to find out kind of the full schedule of the the replay games that they're doing. I, I I mean, we talked about this somewhat endlessly last year, at least around the time that it happened. But like that whole thing got so stupidly blown out of proportion uh, by, you know, I don't want to go like the New York media route necessarily. But it, it seemed to me it was like a game of telephone almost where, you know, Paddock was told, hey, did you hear this thing this guy said? And it was like a third hand thing. And then he didn't quite know how to take it. So he kind of snapped back in a way that probably didn't make sense when all was said and done. And it, it kind of spiraled and steamrolled and it, it turned into, I guess, uh, at its uh, culmination, you know, that that game in May that will be on TV here tonight. But it was fun. I mean, it was good drama. It's something I think we can all appreciate, you know, from that standpoint. But it, it, am I am I crazy in saying I think it was a little bit silly at, at a point at least? I, I think – I don't think you're crazy in saying that, but I think it was like – it was silly in maybe a good way. It was a yeah. really kind of cool thing. And I like – I don't begrudge either player for, for – like for Chris Paddock, for him being – the way he is, he's allowed to kind of make his own make his own grudges, and he kind of understands that he has nothing personally against Pete Alonso. He went overboard to say that at the time, uh, and then he and 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 then he went out and struck him out a few times and really reacted to it almost for almost for if you're Pete Alonso, there's almost no reason like why is this Chris Pat, why is this dude so hyped up to be striking me out? So he got he got a little into it. That's yeah. Good for baseball. That's fun. Like I, I, I want to see more batter pitcher rivalries. And dude, let's face it, Pete Alonso is really, really good. And so, and Chris Paddock's really, really good. And so, if these two guys are, are in the National League squaring off against each other every year for the next few years down the road, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm already looking forward to the next twenty Chris Paddock Pete Alonso matchups. Yeah, no, I, I'm in on all that. I guess the, the thing that I thought was silly was Alonso getting upset at what Paddock had said. Because there was nothing that Paddock said that was out of line at all, and Alonzo was all whatever. I, I want to say this, too. I'm not going to take the bait. I know we're sort of like in the realm of the conversation. I'm not discussing anything that has to do with Pete Alonzo and Twitter uh, from this week. That's all I'm going to say on that subject. I'm not going to go any further down that rabbit hole or, or anything like that. All right. Uh, so, again, that game's on Fox Sports San Diego coming up later. Uh, baseball news. It, it sounds like uh, guys are maybe going to get together uh, Monday. Uh, to start working out again in some way, shape, or form. Uh, Kevin Acey reported that earlier today. I've seen some others uh, from around the league in terms of different teams, uh, whether it's guys in Arizona or whether it's guys at Petco. There can be, for MLB, no like formal organized workouts, but guys can still get together and you know, kind of just try and stay in shape and exercise and, and that kind of thing. That sense of normalcy, that was like a nice piece of news to get today, AJ, for me. Yeah, I think it was like all of us are just craving baseball and for the guys who, who give us the baseball, the, the players themselves, there's, they need to do something during this time because for them to be, for them to do their job, whenever the season starts, this is obviously 
this caveat applies the whole night throughout the show. This is the this is the one millionth most important thing on the national agenda right now. But when baseball comes back, the players there's going to be some sort of acclimation period, some sort of time frame they need to get ready for the season. And so uh, this feels like a way for them not to be where they're not to be in a place where they're completely unprepared uh, for something like that. And it, and maybe it, it definitely doesn't bring back a sense of normalcy, but it's something that I think it's at least, it's at least something maybe moving in a, in a positive direction because players need their professional athletes. They need to maintain a, a high level of performance in order to be able to be paid for what, for what they do. That's exactly right. All right. Other baseball news uh, today and maybe even uh, yesterday, it's all blurring together for me and I'm sure not alone. Uh, the Mexico series, Mexico city series that the Padres and Diamondbacks were scheduled to play uh, just over a month from now, by the way, which is crazy. Officially canceled. If those games are made up, it'll be in Phoenix. Uh, the Diamondbacks were, were meant to be the home team. Not a surprise. Unfortunate, obviously, something a lot of us were looking forward to. Obviously, getting the opportunity to go down there, both you and I. But that is officially off. Uh, Chris Sale, Tommy John surgery. Also kind of feels a little bit like a no-brainer. Uh, we don't want to be playing baseball again if you need surgery. I guess it's a, a decent time to go out there and have it. Uh, minor league uh, per diems will be continued to be paid. Uh, through April 8th, which was the scheduled end of minor league spring training. Uh, that was a really nice thing we saw uh, MLB kind of uh, stepping up to do. We'll talk more about that with Ken Rosenthal coming up in just a couple of moments. There's one other thing that, that kind of caught my attention today, AJ, that I want to talk to you about. I've got to hear John Heyman um, kind of throwing out possibilities in terms of what spring training might look like before we restart the season. Of course, the assumption being they're going to need, we're going to need to have some kind of spring training uh, in order to get everybody sort of back into shape pitchers in particular, of course, uh, before we resume the season, whenever that is. And of course, none of us really have any sense of what that could be whatsoever. Um, but he said ideas are being floated to expand rosters uh, once the regular season does begin that would include as many as 15 or more pitchers um, because you could have a situation where starters, at least at the beginning, aren't able to go more than four innings if they kind of rush through spring training to try and get the games that, that count, you know, and that people are going to want to watch and listen to and attend. Um, so that's one of, I guess, a million just kind of fascinating pieces of this puzzle. Again, not as important as what's going on in real life, but from a baseball perspective of what we're, uh, we're looking at here at some point in the future. That's, it, it's, it's tricky because at, at the rate, at the schedule we're on right now, which, which is events being pushed back at least eight weeks, um, that means you, pitchers have to get built back up. And so the current spring training, about six weeks, I don't know that that is entirely necessary to to achieve that. I think there's other ways to to get there, and maybe maybe that's one of them. Maybe expanding rosters. I don't know. This is all speculation. We 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 just don't know when the season's starting and where and and under what circumstances it's going to be. So that that is the kind of eternal caveat in our conversation tonight. But uh, it makes some sense because if you want to get this season back and on track, and maybe you give guys three weeks to get ready and they're not built up. Maybe if they'd given them three weeks and say spring training had, had been as long as it was. And, and we had to start the season after what we saw in Peoria. Well, Chris Paddock could probably go five, maybe six. And then Garrett Richards could, I mean, he's, he's a season removed from coming back from Tommy John surgery. So maybe he goes four or five. Uh, that's, that's fine. That's baseball. That's a way to get baseball back. But I think you might need extra bullpen options if that's what happens yeah so a lot of that kind of stuff to figure out and like you said at this point there's really no way to know uh what's coming at all all right as we said uh mark grant is going to be uh joining us live coming up uh in just a few minutes i know everybody needs 
uh, their dose of Mudcat. It's been like, what, a, a week, uh, maybe more since we heard Mark Grant's voice on our televisions. Uh, so it'll be nice to catch up with Mud in a few minutes. Prior to that, though, as I said, I caught up earlier today with Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic to talk about how he intends to cover baseball in the weeks, maybe months ahead. And also, obviously, all the kind of uh, news that's been floating around. It's a really good conversation. Hope you guys enjoy it. All right, I believe the audio is not coming through on that for most of you guys. We'll try and figure that out. Can kind of take it from there. put out there at some point and for now I'm also covering news on what is going on with the sport and the different elements and different things that they are looking at in trying to figure out how the sport will look when it gets going again. And I want to get to that topic certainly but you mentioned features I was actually joking a few minutes ago with somebody I think you're the last hand I actually shook. I uh, saw you in Peoria a couple of weeks ago you wrote a great story on Manny Machado and Wayne Kirby and Bobby Dickerson and kind of that whole relationship. It was a great read. I'm sure most Padre fans have seen it. What were some of your other takeaways, you know, from spending some time with those guys in Peoria a couple of weeks ago, although I'm sure it seems like years ago at this point. It does seem like year ago, years ago, Jesse, you're absolutely right. And it just seemed that the Padres had this whole vibe of accountability about them. And it comes from having a new manager. It also is the thing you hear every team talk about at this time of year. When I asked AJ Preller about this, he said, yeah, yeah, it sounds great, but in fairness, every team is talking about being more accountable, being more in tune with the fundamentals, all of those things that you talk about with various clubs. So that was the vibe I got. It was a healthy vibe, but it's a first-year manager, a guy who's never done it before. So I always have a healthy skepticism with first-year managers. Andy Green was once one. Until they show that they can do the job at a high level effectively, you don't really know. And Jace Tingler is not managed, so or at least not at the major league level. So you don't know. And he's got a veteran team to some degree. It's a young team, but with some veterans, and a team that is under pressure to win. So there are all these dynamics in play with them that could lead to some interesting situations for sure. And I'm not saying bad. But it's going to be interesting to see how this team develops. Yeah, I think I, I speak for all of us when I say hopefully that time will come, you know, sooner rather than later when we can worry about those types of things again. And a first year manager, it's kind of funny having that conversation here and now. But obviously it is 
part of the broader story along those lines, when baseball comes back, whenever it is, do you think it'll be markedly different on off the field, you know, than maybe what we saw this past year? I don't know. And there are so many different things that come out of that question. First question is what's the ball going to be like, right? Is the ball going to be alive or is it going to be kind of muted from last year? That's one question that has nothing to do with the coronavirus pandemic, but it's a fundamental question within the sport. The other questions are what's the season going to look like? How many games will be played? What will the postseason look like? How will it play out? Will it go into November at a neutral site and have that kind of vibe and dynamic? I don't know. And these are things that cannot be decided until people have a better handle on when the sport can resume and when life can resume as normal. So these will all play out in time's questions, and we'll just have to see how it all does shake out. As for the here and now, what are you hearing from players in terms of how they're kind of handling this immediate moment? I know a lot of guys have left spring training sites. We know we got the news today about, you know, minor league players being compensated at least through, you know, when they would have been anyway at the at the start of the minor league season. How, how are players handling this from what you're hearing? A lot of them are sort of in denial. And I had spoken to one executive today who said he told his pitchers, guys, it's not about throwing bullpens right now. Get your minds out of throwing bullpens. Go home and take it easy. And when the sport resumes, you can start throwing bullpens again. The players are mostly young and healthy, so they feel like a lot of young and healthy people in this country do. It's not going to happen to me. But as we know, I don't want to preach about the virus, but we know that the idea is to limit what is going on, infect as few people as possible, and as they say, flatten the curve. And that's where the players do play a role. So... I've heard various things from various guys. When you've got 750 players from all over the world, you're going to have a lot of different opinions. But it seems now the players do understand, certainly they understand, what is at stake here, even though perhaps for some it's been more difficult to grasp. I imagine when in, in you're talking to guys, the way they felt has changed tremendously, maybe even just in the last couple of days. The way we've all felt has changed tremendously yeah. each day. And since this shutdown occurred, I would say it's probably gotten a little scarier for everybody each day because, let's face it, the sport is going to lose a lot of money. The owners are. The players are not going to be as, as strong a position financially because they're going to lose salary. Perhaps they're going to have to work that out. And it's just a very uncertain situation, especially with the labor agreement expiring December 1st, 2021. Who knows what the sport will look like when it does come back, what the losses will mean for future labor negotiations. So all of these things are out there. And again, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of questions. And I guess a lot of time to try and work on some of that stuff, whether it's service time or like you said, the new CBA, and you wrote about this this weekend in The Athletic. I mean, it it seems like this could be, if you're looking for a silver lining, you know, maybe a productive time for the league in the union. It could be. At the same time, they don't know what this landscape is going to look like. So while it would be great to hammer out a CBA right now and get that out of the way, when you don't know what the economics are going to be, it's difficult to do that. So the first thing they've got to do is get an agreement on what will happen when play resumes, if it resumes this season as they expect it will. And then maybe you go from there once you have a better semblance of what the economics are going to be going forward. Speaking of economics, it was nice to see this week all 30 teams pledging a million dollars to help, you know, a lot of the part-time stadium employees. Uh, It's, uh, hey, again, looking for silver linings here as we're all trying to keep our heads, uh, you know, smiling as much as possible. 
uh, that, that MLB and the teams, you know, it looks like they, they are trying to, you know, get out as much as they can in, in front of some of the financial struggles that people associate with the game will have. Right, Jesse. And they also pledged today to keep the minor leaguers PDMs going through the end of what would have been spring training for them, April 8th. And that's a positive step as well. And, and I know people were screaming from the moment the shutdown occurred. What about the minor leaguers? What about the hourly workers? Well, these are fair questions, but at the same time, it takes some time to get these things worked out. And there has to be patience all around. And I know this is a instant world we live in and everybody wants everything right now, but it is taking time. And so far, the steps have been positive. If they are not positive at some point and they're not being productive toward minor leaguers or toward hourly workers, people like me, I'm sure will point that out. But I wasn't going to rip people for not having an answer two days into it. Okay, Twitter? Complicated answers to uh, very important questions. That's usually how life goes. Ken, really appreciate it. Uh, not to sound weird, but really nice to see your face and hear your voice. I think we're all looking for some kind of normalcy, and you certainly provide that to us. So thanks again for joining us, and take care of your family. Thanks, Jesse. You too. All right, that was Ken Rosenthal from earlier today. Sorry again about the audio issues at the start. Uh, you missed me just asking him about you know what they were going to do in terms of uh, covering baseball uh, in the weeks and months ahead if, in fact, uh, there are no things to cover. And uh, anyhow, I think you know one of the main questions we keep seeing, and we can bring AJ back in, and we'll get to Mudcat in just a moment. Uh, is you know people are saying, hey, if it's a shortened season, what does that mean for service time and free agency, and what does it mean for the number of games, and what does it mean for you know the the postseason, and will they go into November and will they play in neutral sites? AJ, really, my sense from reading everything that's been in the last however many days now is like we literally don't have the answer to any of those questions. I mean, let your imaginations run wild, but right now. Uh, the, the priority, obviously, is keeping people as healthy and safe as, as is humanly possible. And, you know, we'll figure out the baseball stuff in time. But, like, there's really, at this point, absolutely no way to know what the 2020 season is going to look like. Yeah, and there and there shouldn't be. There's no we, – we can't know what it's going to look like. And so you can speculate all you want about when it might start or when – the way the playoffs might look or how deep into the year we're going to play. But until there's some clarity in, in terms of national health and, and the way we – the way we get through and past this pandemic, there's not going to be, we're just going to have to live with the fact that there aren't going to be answers about baseball. And eventually we're going to maybe have more serious discussions about when, when the season starts, when, how you decide a champion, how you, how you run a playoff, but it's, that's just not at the forefront of what, of what it matters right now. And we can talk about it because it's not, it's not our job to figure out, to figure to figure out more important national health issues. And I'm, I'm very interested and intrigued in the 2020 baseball season and how it's going to play out. Uh, but that's, we're just, we're just gonna have to accept that for maybe a few weeks, maybe a month, maybe a couple months. We're not going to know that answer definitively. Now the, the fun thing is you and I are going to be able to geek out like tremendously uh, when it does become time to talk about all that kind of stuff and kick around all the different options, because you and I have had uh, many different uh, versions of that conversation over the course of the years. And and we're going to be able to, to have a fun one before uh, we, we continued with Mudcat real quick. Uh, I see Robert here is commenting. I want to lose it. Where'd you go, Robert? Here it is. Uh, AJ. I mean, he, he's kind of, I think thinking what a lot of us are probably thinking he put it into writing. We all see the over your shoulder. Can you play us a song? AJ? I will not play. I will not play you a song this time. Depends how long this thing goes. If we're, <laughs> I mean, if, if we go a few months without baseball, maybe I'll get stir crazy enough. All right, let's but say July. I've, I've had enough time to play in the last couple of days. 
Yeah, I expect you're getting uh, better and better and better. All right, I believe uh, we have our uh, our very good friend and uh, legendary Padre color analyst on Fox Sports San Diego, uh, Mark Grant, I think. If uh, Oh, look. Oh, wow. <laughs> Major Tom, are you Houston? <laughs> I got I got no mud audio. Hold on a second, Mike. I got mud. You got, oh, you got mud. AJ, how you doing? Oh, you there got you me? go. Gotcha. Got mud. Gotcha, AJ. Welcome, everybody. First and foremost, I love your guys' banter back and forth. And this is a difficult time right here for everybody. It goes without saying. And I think um, the one advice that I've learned reading and listening to TV and all the, you know, so-called experts on is I heard some good advice as far as treat this as if you had the virus yourself, right? Staying away. And um, I've hunkered down and I, I've been in my home for, for four or five days. Look at my dog in the background. I'm even staying away from him. Butter. Look at him. Uh, but, you know, stay away like like you've got the virus and um, just, you know, keep your distance and um, hopefully this thing goes away. But it's diff a definite bad time right now. Uh, it's an adjustment for everybody. So uh, I wish everybody the best. And, uh, you know, if, if you've got loved ones, parents who are elderly, make sure you check in on them and that they're fine. Um, you know, I've got parents back in Illinois who are uh, 85 plus and, uh, you know, there's, there's always a concern in in-laws. So anyway, the best to everybody. But during this time, it's great. We can chat, have some fun, and, uh, you know, talk about things other than baseball. And I know, like AJ and AJ, uh, you were talking about, Jesse, it's all speculative, man. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. And that's what it, – it, it's like a movie. This is like we, we are living a movie right now, what we are experiencing. So, you know, no, I'm not in my undies. No, you said he wanted to see Don walking behind you in his undies. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah. But uh, you know what? This is social hour, and I am having a social sparkler right here. Oh, hey now. Oh, yeah, and you know what, Jesse? This is for you. I did this especially for you. I know I, I, I saw a sponsor. I, I see a sponsor up in the right-hand corner. Yes, keep that in mind, please. Yeah, I know I am and uh, okay. because it's – but remember this, Jesse? Oh, yeah. The uh, koozie from our favorite pizza spot, yeah. me and Don in Denver, right by Coors Field. Marquee Pizza. If you ever go to Denver and watch the Padres this year, which we encourage you to do, Denver's a great town. Uh, go to Marquee Pizza. It's two blocks from the ballpark. Great late night dining for uh, for late night grub. It, it's That's a underrated baseball trip, Denver. I think. Yeah, I think so too, AJ. It's a great city. Right there by the ball. Everything's great about Denver except first pitch to last pitch, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> Everything but the game is great at Denver. Yeah, no. I love if you like a certain brand of baseball. It's for yeah. you, and we yeah. very much that brand of baseball last year. But it's big floppy slices of pizza, which I know is what it's you and I both. So are. good, thin yeah, crust, cool. light on the cheese, not a lot of cheese, yeah. um, and just just the right seasoning to where it's not too, you know, it's not too much. So the, the weird thing but, about it, just to warn people, it is connected to like a late night. Club like yeah. a music club, yeah. so it's like a little window where you get the pizza up front or like a small counter, and then you know they like the crazy concert going on yeah. in the back. Right. You have to right. you know weather that storm, but it's really good. You'll find us there most nights after a podcast mm -hmm. if you're looking to say hi to the podcast. Everything good with the, with the Alpine brand? Yeah, every, everything's fine. Um, you know, it's kind of like a ghost town here. You know, I, I know I joke about Alpine a lot, being you know it's a small town, about fifteen, sixteen thousand, but uh, you know you need the essentials. If you run low on stuff, you got to head to the store, but, you know, you keep your distance. And it's funny because I went to the hardware store the other day and because I needed to pick something up. And this gentleman approached me and said, hey, Mud, how you doing? He extended his hand. And I was like, 
I kind of like pulled back, right? He goes, yeah. I get it. I get it. He goes, I'm still trying to get into that that frame of mind to where to keep in the distance. So I'm sure it's going to take time for a lot of people. But it's really weird because I know a lot of people in this town. When I go to the, the supermarket, it's kind of like, you know, hey, I, we'll stop and talk for five minutes, whatever, about the Padres, whatever the case may be. Now it's like from a distance. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Take a hike. Get out of here. You know, um, you know, don't take it personally, obviously. But that's that's what we're living in right now. So other than that, the family's well. Um, it's just, you know, being hunkered down at home here. I haven't showered in four days. Um, yeah, who am I, who am I going to impress my wife? I've been married for 31 years. Like I'm going to shower like it matters. Right. Who cares? Um, taking a lot of naps, uh, big on the naps, love naps, uh, having a social sparkler here, obviously. And, uh, oh, I did some baking yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Check this Michael out. Bakery. What do you got? Let's see. We got brownies. Okay. Wow, you did a lot of baking. Rice Krispie treats. Uh huh. Chocolate chip cookies. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. you got to rank them for us. Can you rank uh, those um, for us? You know what, AJ? Photo finish here on the chocolate chip cookies and Rice Krispie treats. Photo finish right here. I think brownies come in third, but a close. I'll give third. chocolate chip cookies the edge always. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm a big fan. I'm a big. Mark, how do you feel about oatmeal raisin cookies? No, no. You know what? There should be. It should be Matt. Jesse knows how to press the buttons here. There should be a law uh, passed in Congress that no raisins ever in cookies. Seriously, raisins in cookies? Disgusting. Totally disgusting. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. Multiple people are pointing out you don't have a churro, which is crazy. I love churros. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, was, that was quite the uh, event over in uh, Peoria with the churro. Did that feel like two years ago to you? What's that, Jess? Does that feel like two years ago to you? It does feel like a long time. That, that's a good point. Yes, it does. It feels like a long time ago. Uh, I miss, you know what I miss? I miss the sound of the ball on the bat, the ball in the glove, the cleats on. How about the cleats on the concrete? In fact, cleats on concrete is the name of my new band. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What kind of music does that band play? Um, kind of like. Uh, I, think, I think it's heavy. Cleats on concrete. Yeah, that, that seems like it would be heavy. Yeah, because it's a heavy yeah. sound. It's a heavy yeah. sound. Um, baseball. We were talking about how tonight on Fox Sports San Diego they are replaying uh, the Paddock Alonzo game, which is what I'm calling. Yeah, it. they're not uh, from last year. What What are your memories uh, of that game? The emotion of Chris Paddock was sky high. It was, and I think that filtered over to the fans, and it certainly filtered over to me. And as we take a look, I mean, there had been some build up there, and. Uh, even though it's a long season, there's thousands of pitches thrown. But look at Chris. He is on a mission. And that's the beauty of Chris Paddock. That's what I see in Chris Paddock. You know, we talk about hitters not giving away at bats. We talk about position players in the field not losing concentration and not giving away innings and losing concentration. Chris Paddock, to me, and we've seen a lot of guys come down the pike uh, in this game of baseball, guys, to where it seems like Chris Paddock, he does not lose the focus one bit. I mean, pitch to pitch. Even in the dugout, he's setting it up to where he's talking with the pitching coach this year, Larry Rothschild, to where, or, or the catcher, whoever it's going to be, to where how they're going to battle against the next three guys coming up. And to maintain that, it takes it takes a special cat to do that. And, and you know, they come along once in a while. But um, Chris Paddock is that guy that I remember. Each pitch doesn't give it away, doesn't lose focus, and and wants – he wants to treat – sure, you know, the elevation of focus that game or that, that hitter, 
Pete Alonzo was great, but I think, you know, it was Pete Alonzo here, but everybody else is like right here. And that's the way I see Chris, Chris Paddock going, going against getting hitters. It's really a special uh, trait that he, that he possesses. Yeah, that game was fun for me for a number of reasons. I think, like, the moment we realized it was real, I think it was the first at-bat when he struck mm-hmm. out Alonzo. And you read the story leading up to it, but you didn't know how serious Chris Paddock was about wanting about wanting that Rookie of the Month award. Right. And then he struck him out the first time, and he, like, skipped off the mound yep. and did one of those fist bumps where he yells. Like, and then that, I think that might have been the moment where I realized, okay, like, this 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 is Chris Paddock. This is what this this is what this dude does. And that was I mean, he did it a few times through the season. The other one that stands out in my mind was after he got he got lit up in LA in his first start and his next start he goes up there and I think it was five or six scoreless and he ends mm-hmm. it by skipping off the first base. I think someone made the gift of him skipping onto a onto a horse or whatever and riding <laughs> off like a cowboy. Uh that game I think that was probably the most intense Chris Paddock moment, but the uh that Mets game was was something else too. You know what? I think you guys were talking earlier before I came on about the rotation and the speculation of who's going to be in the rotation. We talk about Chris Paddock and his at-bat against Pete Alonso. I remember – you guys remember the at-bat to Nelson Lamette at Shea against Conforto when he let off the game? Uno, it wasn't Shea, yeah. adios. Yeah. Oh, Jesse, you weren't here? No, it wasn't uh, Shea Stadium. It was City Field. Well, Shea Stadium, but I'm still living <laughs> in the 80s. City Field. Thank you. Thank you very much. City Field. That's yeah, right. it was his major league debut. It was rainy. Uh, yeah. I remember all of it. Yes, yeah. And uh, it, 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 the same intensity that this, I think this rotation possesses is something that, you know, if everybody stays healthy and the addition of Garrett Richards, the, the, the veteran right-hander after coming back from Tommy John surgery, um, can really – Everything's going to have to go right, and once again, we don't know when this is going to start up, but uh, I think the pieces are there to where we can uh, have something positive to look for in, in those rota- uh, in that rotation. So, by the way, I apologize. I had some. I had a, a little scrape right here. I was playing with my dog the other day, Butter, and he scraped me right here. So nothing to apologize for. Hey Jesse, what's it? You said I got a big head. You said it earlier when you were teasing me. Yeah, yeah, giant. What size hat do you wear? Baseball hat. Seven and five eighths. In fact, yeah. you know what? Here we go. Going right here. What uh? What size does Bruce Bochy? Uh, <laughs> you know where I I almost answered that question with something inside joke between me and you. Hey, what um what um <laughs> eight and a quarter, eight and a quarter. Uh, Bruce Bochy, yeah. eight and a quarter. Hey, uh, next time you come on with your little mission control headset, could you wear like a? Uh, I ain't going white, anywhere. White sleeve dress shirt, short sleeves. A white short sleeve dress shirt. You can call out like the Apollo Eleven stuff on your headset. <laughs> mission control. Uh, Houston, um, we want to know: Is everything going up there? Over. Great job, AJ. Uh, you have anything else for the Mudcat? Well, I see he went with the Rice Krispie treat first, so maybe subconsciously that's his number one. Well, I, I have a confession to make. I've already had eight chocolate chip cookies today, so I'm mixing up. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, this uh, this is exactly what I needed. The funny thing is, uh, for anybody listening and AJ Allen, uh, if I to go off camera to have a sip of my social sparkler. Yeah. If Mud and I were having a phone conversation, this is exactly how it would have been going. Jesse, you know what I was thinking about doing? Wearing my Seattle Supersonics t-shirt. Well, next time we'll both wear them. And then the next day we'll wear our Milwaukee Bucks t-shirt. Matching basketball t-shirt because we have similar taste. AJ, what size is that shirt? Like extra small? 
What's the, is that like a Granimals shirt or what? Did you get that in the kids the section? Did you get that in the kids section at the uh, MLB.com shop? <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea. It might be an extra small. Let's just go with it. You know what? You know what, AJ? Seriously, I, I'm a big. I, I love baseball um, history and stuff. That picture you've got of Babe Ruth with the kids there—that's one of my favorites. I love that photo. That yeah. uh, what? Where did you get that? And why do you? Uh, why do you have it? F funny you ask. I uh, I think I stole it out of my brother's room. Wow. I think like when I when I moved out here, I just was like, hey, let's let's see what junk I'm gonna bring with me across the country. Junk. And that's I just not junk. That one. That's not well, junk. Well, the the rest of it was junk. That's uh that picture is pretty cool. Yeah. And who's the bobbleheads? Uh Tony, Trevor, Will Myers, Chase Headley, a few old school guys, Duke Snyder. Nice. Nice, I love it. I love it. And just you very, in the background, what's in the back of you, Mud? What's over your left shoulder? Uh, left shoulder. Uh, that's a mirror. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what? Honestly, that's a mirror that's on the wall, and in the reflection above the uh, fireplace here is that picture in the mirror. Yeah, that's an old watercolor, a print of a watercolor of old Scottsdale Stadium. Tim oh. Fl Tim Flannery gave that to me about twenty years ago. And on the back of it, he wrote, hey, Mud, this is where you and I met. I was with the Giants. He was with the Padres. They were over there, and they had a little batting cage off the third base side. And I went over there to work on some bunting. And Flan was there with the Padres. Never met the guy. But uh, they were in spring training. playing, And we, we met one another. And next thing you know, we uh, later became teammates and became uh, dear friends. And there's Butter. Butter. <laughs> Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Huh? All right, go do your. Mud, I think it's time to let butter in. You might, oh, hold on. Oh, here we go. This is uh, I, I gotta say, man, like this is in some weird way exactly what I needed. Yep. <laughs> yeah, this is the kind of content people came for. Hi, butter. That's Pretty a good boring. dog. That is a good dog. Butter, the great dog. I've been doing a lot of Facetime with my family, and they've got. Oh, I got, got their beagle. They've got oh, their beagle up there, and I'm like, I'm supremely jealous that I have no dog over here to. Who's got a beagle? To cut away. My mom has a beagle. Oh, really? Love beagles. Beagles are, are a good dog. Oh, butter, butter. He is a great dog. Hey, butter, sit, sit. Oh, okay. <laughs> now he's going psycho. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Watch, he'll, he'll, he'll sit for a Rice Krispie treat. Butter, come here. Sit up. Sit. To give a dog a Rice Krispie treat? Sit. I don't know. Yeah, why not? Right. I mean, Good boy. Yeah. <laughs> Could you? Never mind. I, got a, uh, I got a stapler here. <laughs> I got a candle. I got I got very little exciting thing. My little uh, my sister gave it to me for my birthday several years. That's a little airplane like made out. Oh, of I airplane. know you're big into aviation. Yeah, that's it. That's the extent of Where are you at, Jesse? I am in my house. I whoa! How'd you get the brick? Well, it's a green screen. Huh? Magic television, green screen. That's a green screen. Yeah, man. Look here. Oh, cheap. Oh. Oh There's wow. Ah. Dude, that's very very cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, along those lines, I should say, the number of people who worked on getting this thing on the air, yeah. whatever it is, by the way. And if we're this off the rails on day one, 
look out come June. Off the rails, uh, this is life. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. But we got your dog eating Rice Krispie treats out of your mouth. But you know, like if, uh, the the number of people from our our content team with Nikki, our our creative team with Brendan, our marketing team with Kitty. I mean, the number of people involved <laughs> together is is off the charts. And I know a lot of comments too, by the way, are asking about <laughs> John. John, I agree, first of all. But we don't want to like have everybody on on the first day. Don will hopefully be a part of this. I'm sure he will, you know, at some point or another. Make sure you have a widescreen when he's on. That's very funny. And we'll be doing this uh, Monday through Thursday uh, at 5.30. We'll go kind of as, as long as it takes us. We're almost at an hour tonight, and I, I give you the credit for that, Mudcat. But, yeah, um, I want to thank uh, Nikki, Nikki for uh, – setting me up with the, you know, the link and everything like that. I know there's a lot of people that work hard behind the scenes. So we really appreciate you, what you do for, for us and the Padres. I don't want that to go unnoticed. So that's great. That's awesome. Very much. So. All right. We got, uh, we got, we'll do a couple more minutes here of just questions. Mud, you're welcome to hang out if you want to answer questions from the Sure. I, I've got a few minutes. Yeah. Okay. We don't want to keep you if you have uh, family obligations or anything like that. Nope. We'll okay. do another nap schedule. I don't know. What's um, that? What? Do another nap schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in bed the last two nights, like at seven forty-five. Yeah, I loving know. it, loving it. It's very different than uh, than the normal baseball schedule. So there were there were a lot of baseball questions that came in earlier. Um, they're going to be impossible for me to find uh, in the comments. So if you guys want to, you know, just kind of re-ask some of your questions and everything like that. Um, but I think AJ, kind of the the main one, you know, that we mentioned a little bit earlier is people want to know what the season is going to look like. There there is no answer for that thing right now. And, you know, it's just kind of wait and see mode for all of us. Yeah, and I think it's what it might lead to if the season isn't what it was could lead to some volatility in terms of just, just yeah. if, if, and this, this is all if, everything here is if. We don't know what's going to happen. I would love to see 162 baseball games this season. We don't know what's going to happen if the season isn't 162. That all of a sudden you have some volatility. It's 162 for a reason. The best teams kind of rise at the top. The it, it weeds out the contenders and the pretenders. And I think we might, it, it might be, di it's going to be different this year in a number of ways. It might even be different this year, just in terms of the way races go and who's wearing the standings. Yeah. The, the volatility thing is interesting. There was a good fan graphs article about that this week, you know, about how some of like the, the win loss projections uh, would need to be adjusted because of a shorter season. And, you know, I think he kind of broke it down. All right, here's what it would look like for a 110 game season or a hundred game season an 81 game season. And, and really the, the smaller the sample size, you know, there's a thing we kick around in baseball a lot, you know, the, the less easy it is to predict things. And, you know, your super teams aren't quite as super if they're not playing as many games and it kind of compresses everybody in the standings, which could be a fascinating subplot, you know, to a shortened season. Did we lose Mud? I'd like his take on this. Yeah, he doesn't do much. We did lose Mud. That's okay. Thank you to Mud uh, for for stopping by. I'm trying to see if there's another uh, question or two here that we want to go. Uh, this one's good. He wanted Mud's input, uh, which we can no longer provide. Sorry, uh, but uh, you and I spend a fair amount of time talking about ballpark food uh, during this season. What's your What's your go-to at Petco? Well, Board and Brew is just right next to the right next to the press box. So yeah. I go there for dinner. I go there for dinner all the time. I mean, if maybe if Phil's, if, if the, if the Phil's weren't literally as far away as we could possibly get from the press box, maybe there, but it's, I mean, Petco's for a number of reasons, Petco is a special ballpark, 
but the the ex, the fan experience in terms of the food and drink and I mean I don't get to enjoy that beer selection, but I get to look at it every day as I'm walking in. Like there's there's a lot of good options. My go-to is Board and Brew. Mud would I I'll say he would be the expert on this though. He would be Hodad's. I think he'd be he'd be putting giant burgers in his mouth uh, each and every night. Uh, that that's certainly a um, couple of other questions here. Yeah, look, somebody asking about you know the possibility of a, a Will Myers trade. I, I wouldn't necessarily expect any transactions coming uh, anytime soon, one way or the other. Will was having a great spring though. That was one of those nice little storylines um, that kind of gets washed away amid the craziness of real life. AJ. Yeah, he had kind of established himself as that starter in right field definitively and I think he was going to be the starter anyway but there was questions about well is he going to play against every right-hander or are we going to see see maybe Josh Naylor or Frankie Cordero slide into some playing time uh the outfield picture had kind of crystallized and like I said we didn't go to Peoria for a month for nothing we learned a few things and we learned that I think Tommy Pham is a left fielder Trent Grisham really established himself as that that center field presence I mean he did everything defensively you could have asked for and granted it's a very small sample and then I think Will Myers, the right fielder, and that kind of left the competition for either one or two spots that was, I think there's three or four competitions on the roster that were just heating up. And then that was, and then, and then camp ended a week ago and it would have been an interesting week and a half before the season began. No question. Uh, there is not, and correct me if I'm wrong, right? There is not at this point an official kind of freeze on, on transactions, but that just kind of reading, you know, things we've heard sounds like something that could be a possibility at some point. Is that what you're hearing? I haven't heard about when or whether there will be a freeze on transactions. I know there can be transactions and I don't think there will be any because I think a lot of people have a lot of concerns about a lot of different things that aren't related to uh, the trade possibilities. Okay. So just uh, throwing that out there. Yeah. I mean, anything is possible. And again, it's one of those kind of almost impossible ones uh, to be answered. Here's like a very normal question from Eric. And this is something we'd, we'd be talking an awful lot about with a week before opening day had uh, things gone normally. Uh, is Mackenzie Gore expected to be called up this year? If it were a normal season, AJ, I, I mean, I, my answer was I would have thought at some point had things progressed uh, the way we expected to. Yes, we would have seen Mackenzie Gore during a normal 2020. Do you feel the same way? I agree. And I would have guessed maybe late first half, but I, that's, that's mostly speculation. Um, I think it's kind of telling how the Padres brought him and Luis Patino along when you compare it to how they brought Chris Paddock along last year, because they bought, they brought Chris Paddock along as though they were going to be as though they wanted him to make the rotation from day one. And they told him, you know what, go out there and earn it. Well, with, with Mackenzie Gore and Luis Patino, who I, I, and I don't know the exact numbers, but they've thrown around a hundred innings is their, is their max. Well, the Padres expect to contend in 2020 to maybe push for a wild card spot. And so you want those guys available down the stretch. And so you're building them up slowly from, from the beginning of spring. You're not asking them to go out there and uh, give it all in spring to make that, to, to win that rotation spot. And so maybe they get called up toward the end of the first half of the season. And, and then you can kind of turn them loose innings wise. And you're not looking to, I, I mean, the Padres played Chris Paddock, perfectly last year they spread his starts out far enough and they they shut him down in late in i think it was mid-september uh they played that perfectly because they have him now where they want him but they can adjust if if they want guys who could potentially be helpful in september who are really good young arms all right i think or that september, is whatever that may be yeah exactly whatever the new september is uh september might be october it might be november we really don't know and again i know that's the main question on everybody's minds we don't have any great answers for you. All right. I think that's where we're going to call this thing. 
for today. Reminder coming up less than an hour from now, uh, Fox Sports San Diego. We will have the uh, the replay of the game uh, last year. Paddock starting against the Mets. Uh, yes, the big Pete Alonso confrontation. I imagine many of you will be watching that. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, again, you know we're going to be doing this. Uh, the plan is at least. Well, there's no baseball Monday through Thursday at 5.30. We'll try and make them as entertaining as possible. I don't know that we'll be able to get Butter on every single show. He certainly appears to be the most popular uh, part of this thing so far, and I understand why. I can't disagree with that. He was definitely better than anything that came out of my mouth. Uh, but a thank you to Ken Rosenthal and Mark Grant for stopping by. AJ, man, this was fun. Appreciate you hanging out for the last hour or so. And a huge thanks to all the fans. Uh, look, we know this is tough on everybody. And uh, again, our, our mission here really is just to try and supply a little bit of a distraction, a little bit of normalcy, that thing that sports used to do for us in life when there was sports. And hopefully there will be sports again and we can do more of that. So thanks to all you guys uh, for hanging out. We love you. And uh, thank you also, you know, to, to the friends at Petco and, and Budweiser, you know, just trying to, to keep everything, like we said, as normal as possible and, and move this thing along uh, the best we, we possibly can. So AJ, again, Thank you, sir. Thanks to everybody uh, behind the scenes at the Padres. More people truly than I could name. Um, but uh, this was a lot of fun, and we'll do it again on Monday. Hope a lot of you guys come back to join us. Enjoy your weekend as best you can. Please do stay safe. Wash your hands. Uh, all that kind of stuff. And uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Take care. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.